Hi, I'm Helen Joy Butler, and this is Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality, a weekly podcast series where we talk about sanctuary, spirituality, and everything in between. As a sanctuary creator and elemental space clearer, I help people create sanctuary in their homes and lives in practical, emotional, and spiritual ways. In this podcast, we will be talking about sanctuary, spirituality, alignment, intention, and much more, all in the hope of supporting you on your own sanctuary and spiritual journey. I invite you to take time to pause, to settle in with today's episode, and if it feels right, to spend time journaling your thoughts and learnings afterwards. Because it's when you embody these learnings that you will achieve greater alignment in all aspects of your life. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality. Here we are at episode 8 of season 1 and I really just want to thank everyone so much for their incredible support with the launch of this podcast. I've absolutely treasured showing up and sharing sanctuary and spirituality with you in all sorts of areas and I know there is just so much to share with you so Thank you for being here and also sharing your stories with me and helping me get a greater understanding of you and your journey so that I know what to share with you as well on this podcast. So if you do have anything that you'd like to share with me, please do reach out. I'm here to support you in whatever way I am able to. Today I'm really excited to be sharing the sanctuary languages with you. So these came to me a number of years ago now. I was sitting and about to start to write a blog post and the concept of the five love languages fell into my mind. So Gary Chapman is the author and creator of the five love languages. So if you'd like to go and explore his work, please do. But as I was sitting there, I was thinking okay, this is really interesting that I'm thinking of the five love languages. And here I am working with this concept of sanctuary. I'm wondering if there are sanctuary languages. And of course, the rest is history because that's when it all dropped in literally there and then. And I was able to sit and write and create four sanctuary languages. Now, Obviously, they're a little bit different to Gary Chapman's because he's talking about love and I'm talking about sanctuary. And when I was literally writing these, I was coming from the place of the individual, the person connecting with the message. So each of these four love languages are for you to sit with, for you to connect with and for you to decide which one which ones resonate with you because when I sit with the love languages I can see that I really oscillate between two 
if we look at Pareto's law, which is 80-20 law, 80% of my time and energy with these sanctuary languages are in one of the four areas. And 20% of my time or energy is in the other. And I see these very much like the infinity symbol in that I move from one side to the other with each of the languages and they support each other. So by doing one of these sanctuary languages or connecting with one of them, it allows the other one to blossom and grow and bloom as well. So as you hear these today, just try and work out which one or which ones resonate with you. What is it about it that resonates with you? And then, of course, own it, claim it and, you know, step fully into what that sanctuary language is for you. Before I dive in, though, I'd like to share today's oracle card with you, which is divine. It's from the Gaia Oracle deck by Tony Salerno. It's the very first card of the deck. So it's got a number one on the card and it is the tree of life. It says fertility, creativity, destiny, magical blessings. It's this beautiful tree. It's got a trunk, branches coming off it, colorful leaves of different greens, kind of autumnal colors as well. And then it's got symbols on the trunk. So it's got the heart, the infinity symbol, the star, the yin and yang symbol. When I look at this, I think, wow, this tree of life is encouraging us to create beauty in our lives, to create structure, to create support, to create a strong foundation, or in this instance, a strong trunk, with and amongst our knowledge around sanctuary, with and amongst what our sanctuary language is, with and amongst what it is we need to do to make our tree bloom and blossom. So let's sit with that card today as we dive into what these sanctuary languages are. So in no particular order, <laughs> the first sanctuary language is quiet solitude. Now you'll know this is your sanctuary language if you enjoy being on your own or perhaps you enjoy being in small groups who get you and you're doing something quiet or internal or reflective. These kinds of people also prefer to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with a good friend than sit at a massive dinner table with 20 people because that's usually the opposite of quiet solitude for them. The quiet solitude person is also likely to want to need or crave time on their own to recalibrate and to think about what's going on in their lives. So this to me says I'm a highly sensitive or highly aware person. I'm an empath. I take on energies of others. I really need that quiet solitude to connect in with my own soul, with myself, with my journey so that I can then go back out into the world and be what I need to be. So the quiet solitude type, if this is you, you might be drawn to yoga or meditation, tai chi, walking, gardening, sitting by the river, cloud gazing, journaling, 
pretty much any activity where you can be left alone with your thoughts. Often using our hands in creating allows us to get into that quiet solitude space as well. But this is really firmly where I sit. And this, as I was saying earlier with Pareto's law, like the 80-20, this for me is really at most times 80% of my sanctuary language is quiet solitude. And I actually really love that. And I love that people around me allow me to have that. It's really important for me to own my sanctuary language and for other people to understand it so that if I happen to whisk myself away for some quiet time, they're not going to be chasing me down and finding me and saying, what are you doing? Come and rejoin the party. It's just I need time away now to recalibrate my energies before I then step back into the space. So that's the first sanctuary language. The next one is physical activity. So your sanctuary language is physical activity when you enjoy moving your body and at times pushing it to the limit. So this person is more than likely going to be an outgoing person, but it isn't always the case. So I know a lot of people who are very physically fit and they spend a lot of time you know, moving their body. They're good in and amongst people and in and amongst crowds or you know a big group of people um, but they still like that time alone and the the physical activity kind of allows them to burn off this energy so my husband is actually a really good example here so many 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 years ago he was given the nickname solo man because he likes to go skiing and he likes to go bike riding on his own so he's pushing his body to the limits, but he's on his own. He's in his own headspace. And it's like he's releasing this stress. He's releasing this energy through the physical activity. So you might be drawn to running or cycling, going to the gym or doing some sort of extreme sports, surfing, boot camp, dancing, uh, or training You know, with some goal in mind, like a triathlon or a marathon. But it's really... The physical activity sanctuary language person is someone who loves to sweat, loves to get their heart rate up, and you could do that on your own or with a group. So just sit with that for today and see if that's you, if that fits you in regards to sanctuary and what it you know, means for you in your life. Because interestingly, sometimes we think sanctuary means I've got to sit down, do nothing, you know, meditate, chant you know, stand on my head, do yogi kind of stuff. But that's not the case. Sanctuary can be whatever it looks and feels like for you and your body. And if physical activity is your sanctuary language, then own it 100% and go for it. The next sanctuary language is connection and collaboration. So if your sanctuary language is connection and collaboration, you enjoy spending time with other people. So it doesn't necessarily matter what you're attending. You could be going to a networking breakfast or a family function or training for that triathlon or spending time volunteering at a local charity or regularly attending school reunions or if you have children's school events. It doesn't really matter. But what matters is that there are other people involved and that you're all connected and working toward a common goal. That is the key. 
this group of people you're with that you're connecting and collaborating with are working toward a common goal or common passion or a common intention. So, you know, when I connect with a friend and we're having coffee and a chat, we have that connection because we're both on our sanctuary and spiritual journey individually but together. It's a really important part of this sanctuary language. If you're working or connecting and collaborating with people and you're not working toward a common goal or you don't have the same passion or intention, then that is not a sanctuary language uh, task or ownership. It has to have that connection. So the community aspect of this sanctuary language really supports you to live your best life away from the group as well as with the group. Because when you're away, you're still sitting in that beautiful energy of the intention, of the passion, of the common goal that you're working toward. And it really does bring sanctuary to all sorts of aspects of your life, not just while you're with those people or in that space working toward whatever that common goal is. So sit with that one today and see if that resonates with you. Perhaps there are certain areas of your life where you have that connection and collaboration and it's really purposeful and you're really passionate about it. And then there's other areas where you don't. So if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast, I invite you to move through, drop, um, let go of the areas that you're not connecting with, you know, on that same common goal or same passion area and move closer or spend more time doing the ones that you actually enjoy and lift up your heart and your soul. And the final sanctuary language is creativity. So this is where you enjoy spending time creating with your hands, your body or your mind. So the creative person is just that, extremely creative, and they find they can get lost in their craft. Before they know it, hours and hours have passed and they've created something that has given them great joy and pleasure. Importantly, this creative task has allowed them to remove themselves from the reality for a while, remove themselves from their stresses and their worries and literally just sink into the creative process. So what matters is the feeling of flow that comes from this creative pursuit. So the creative type might be drawn to art, music, cooking, renovating, sewing, knitting, upcycling, writing, sculpture, painting, dancing. I mean, really, the list is endless. The creative sanctuary language person also enjoys spending time amongst other creative souls and may be drawn to expos, exhibitions or events in their chosen creative field. So right at the start of this podcast, I said that I spend about 80% of my time in one of these sanctuary languages, which for me is quiet solitude. And the other where I spend my 20% is this creativity sanctuary language. And sometimes they ebb and flow. So sometimes I'm much more in the creative space, whether that's writing, whether that's heading off to an art class um, or doing some vision boarding or going to a sculpture class, whatever that looks like, creatively, it really puts me into that quiet solitude space 
which then allows me to be more creative in the world. So I really see an incredible relationship actually between the two of these. That doesn't mean I don't do physical activity or I don't have connection and collaboration in my life. I do. It's just that I know that these two sanctuary languages are really the ones that lift me up, really the ones that bring magical blessings into my life and help shift me closer to my destiny, closer to my version of sanctuary and closer to my soul and my spiritual connection with myself and my spirit team. So there's four of these languages, quiet solitude, physical activity, connection and collaboration and creativity. So today I invite you just to sit with those, which ones really resonate with you, which ones say, yes, that's got me stamped all over it, which ones kind of go, that's me from time to time, but it's not fully my sanctuary language. Once you know which one or which two of these sanctuary languages really do resonate with you, I invite you to sit with them to think about how can I bring more of this into my life. Don't look at where are these things lacking. Look at how can I bring more of these things into my life. Because once you start to do that, the the lack will kind of disappear or reduce and you'll start to focus much more strongly on these purposeful activities that will support you on your sanctuary growth. Thank you so much for being here with me today, talking about sanctuary and spirituality. I hope that the learnings you received in this episode are helpful for you on your own journey. But as always, I'm here to support you. So if you would like, please do reach out and share your thoughts with me. And also please feel free to like, share, comment or review this episode. If you'd like to connect with me more, please go to my website, helenjoybutler.com. And I invite you also to join the Sanctuary Inner Circle. That's our beautiful group who talk about sanctuary spirituality and everything in between. But until next time, take care and much love.